Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. What's good? It's the one, the only Brian freaking fracking fucking rails. Yes, I'm a little bit loopy. I had to do a double take, if you will. Okay. What's up, Latvia, Indonesia, UK, United States of America, Italy, Tokyo, Japan, Canada, if I mentioned you already. (laughs) You know the deal. Anyways, folks, tonight we got some wrestling to discuss. We are on the eve of Survivor Series, but we're also on the eve of All Elite Wrestling's pay-per-view, Full Gear. It's premiere, if you will. And yes, I understand I had to restart the show. It's no big deal. We are live on the air, y'all, from Brooklyn. Here goes. Tonight's show, Full Sail University, we're going to review first, and then we're going to review AEW's Dynamite, because they go head-to-head on Wednesday nights. One is on TNT, one is on USA Network. You get the gist. So, here's the deal. NXT from Full Sail University. The night starts out with a bit of a surprise, AJ Styles was in the house with the OC and they laid down a challenge. They didn't really care who they had to face and they said that they are the best group, the best faction in professional wrestling and those aren't just facts that is undisputed. So let's see here. After that you see you know Tommaso Ciampa come out and Keith Lee, and then Matt Riddle, they don't care. The OC came with a whole army. They just want to fight. And AJ Styles said, fine, you're on. So, it was very well booked. I, you know, okay. Damian Priest versus Pete Dunne. We'll get to well booking later, but Pete Dunne ends up getting retribution on Damian Priest. Gives a little nudge, if you will, with the foot. Damian Priest, nutsack, and voila, he drops like a sack of rocks with cement boots on a body in the Hudson River. And Pete Dunn wins via submission. There you go, retribution. Isn't that great? Tynara beat Santana Garrett. Shayna Baszler just, I mean, she didn't have it easy. I mean, Dakota Kai put up a fight, but Rhea Ripley is looking for a team member for war games, and well, I believe she found someone, and Mia Yim came out with a kendo stick and basically started wailing on anyone that had two legs. It's pretty cool. So, five minutes into the review. Okay, so the Cruiserweight champion, Leo Rush, now faces Angel Garza because he beat Tony Nese. 
That'll be interesting, I guess. Donovan, yeah, Dominic Dijkovic beat Isaiah Swerve. Very awesome. That match was very back and forth, like most NXTs. Uh, the main event. NXT's had six-man tag matches before, but uh, it's kind of very similar to how to um, how Maine is booked, just a little, just a, you know, a little flavor of six-man tag. But anyways, Tommaso Ciampa, Matt Riddle, and Keith Lee. Sakon, EOC, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. Well, the referee got knocked out because of Keith Lee. And then, what you see after is AJ Styles tries to go for Styles Clash, and then Adam Cole comes in and attacks AJ Styles. And then, he attacks Tommaso Ciampa. It's like, okay, so... What what are we teasing here? There's a lot of shit that can go through one's mind when if you watch as a wrestling fan and you've seen the Bullet Club, the club, whatever they call themselves, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Finn Balor, gave the the nod to AJ Styles, if you will. So, that being said, what do you think When you see AJ Styles and Finn Balor looking at each other, they teased it. They teased it on SmackDown Live. They teased it on Monday Night Raw. So the inner mark and everyone is saying, will this happen? Will Finn Balor finally get the chance to shine with AJ Styles, even though he's contractually obligated to NXT? Ooh, there's a lot of question marks. Every man for himself, as Mauro Ranello said. Because Survivor Series is coming up, folks, and it will be in Chicago. And I can just tell you, for those of you who don't think it's going to be a sold-out venue when it's NXT versus SmackDown Live versus Monday Night Raw, you might be... You might be missing out, basically. I'm sorry I'm kind of rumbling through here to get through this goddamn show. But this is off the rails uncensored. Nothing ever falls short of being blunt is the new slogan around these parts, all right? I thought tonight's NXT was okay. No, I mean, it had a decent ebb and flow to it. The women obviously showed why. They are the best in sports entertainment, but some of you may say otherwise. Yeah, AEW is kind of lacking in that department as far as productivity goes because they haven't been there as long. And two, AEW show tonight. Shall I review it? I think I shall. Because everyone thinks I'm biased. Well... So Cody looks like he did a promo. I saw some of it because yeah, his now or never moment. Comparing himself to Cowboy Bill Watts. Well, that is a is, that's a fair comparison, I guess. Eddie Graham. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara beat Adam Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. He hit you know he hit Page with the Judas effect. Hager was definitely at ringside. Yeah, he got involved. So, interference, you know, stereotypical heel gets the advantage because of outside interference match. And Hager's, you know, he is an X-Factor, folks. He's an MMA athlete, and he's very, very good at what he does. Yeah, You know, the crowd in AEW eats up promos, and this is the appropriate time because... Full Gear is going to be a pay-per-view that happens this Saturday, folks. If you have Fight app or if you have the Fight app or the Bleacher Report Live app, which is $49, trust me, folks, it would be well worth it. So, okay, well, I think I give a nay because that promo really touched. It was really good. Hawk beat 
Trent is submission with the Brutalizer. Oh, my God. Private Party, okay. This is a repeat of last week. You know, they're building matches, I guess. Private Party, the dude's cornrows look like Chris Tucker's from movie uh, six, uh, The Fifth Element. That kind of thing. You know, they have skills, but dear Lord. That's a team that I'm not too fond of. Um, Dark Order is very weird. Very, very, very odd. Um, Amy Sakura and Jamie Hayter defeat Rio and Shayna. Really? That's very odd. So you guys have women, you know, tag teams. That's not... Okay. I've got to rewatch that match. Uh, Sean Spears beat Brandon Cutler, the Death Valley Driver. That was that. So, you want my opinion on AEW? I think they're doing a fine job as far as providing entertainment because the fans want to see flippy, flippy shit, get their wishes. These are the same fans who are wishy-washy in AEW, or not in AEW, but in WWE. So, my take on AEW shows, okay, it wasn't all that. Somebody said, you're crazy. Yeah, Cody's promo was probably the best highlight of the show. Um, the tag team match with the Dark Order versus Private Party. Private Party, like I said, they're not my favorite team, but I objectively watch them, or I just passively watch them. They can do shit I could never do. They could do shit most people can't do that sit in the wrestling chairs unless you imitate and look good doing it. The point is, they are not, they don't look like a tag team. They look like they got pulled off the street and said, here, imitate crime time and also add a little touch of street profits and there you go. That is exactly what Private Party looks like. Dark Order looks like a tag team. You know, it's just the weird gimmick that has guys, you know, roaming around contorting themselves, you know, as they get to the ring. So that's why I say they're very odd. The women's tag team uh, match. Um, I don't know quite what to make of it. Other than it was a women's tag match and it entertained, I guess. You hear ooh, ah, in AEW a lot. Which is why the audience is engaged with the fucking action. There it goes, yay. And, you know, inner circle, as if it doesn't resemble the NWO. Just a smidgen. I mean, look who's champion. Jericho, who is a very, very talented man. And you have Sammy Guevara, again, a dude who looks like he just popped off Abercrombie and Fitch catalog and made it to the wrestling ring. Is it tearing him apart? No. Can he outmike people? Sure. Can he do a sequence without motioning to a dude to come here? No. Jake Hager interfering. Big shocker there, folks. Is this ripping AEW a new asshole? Kind of, because comparing yourself to a legend, that's not how the question, Cody's definitely got worldwide talent and world renown. You know, because why wouldn't you take full advantage of the fact that you have a share, you have a, you know, you're sharing a wrestling company. He's a good wrestler, dude. There's no doubt about it. And my friend said she's fallen back in love with wrestling because of AEW. I don't know. My, you know, it's just my take on this thing, my Bob, called AEW. Okay. Pox victory. Mm, okay. Omega versus Moxley. I don't know. But that's going to be such the bloodbath that tells a story again because every single last one of Omega's matches have been nothing but, you know, telling a story, a bloodbath, telling a story, and then finishing it with some crazy outlandish shit. That's just my personal take on it, folks. Make of it what you will. AEW, to me... The question of longevity, because why the pure fans go and watch that show because they don't disappoint, they don't make bonehead decisions in the front office. You know, to get a champion that people can boo or cheer, 
No. The reason why I'm not so keen on AEW is because their longevity is in question. Can they be the company that does not get complaints? I mean, you already have Cody versus Jericho, which, okay, that makes sense because they're top of the game. They're white hot, and you got to ride the wave type thing. I'm not complaining about that match. Santana, God. the Young Bucks versus the Mexican Steiner brothers. That's all those two remind me Santana and Rodriguez or Ramirez, whatever. Those two. And I'm surprised that they didn't go with the inner circle getting the tag team championships also. I mean, what? oh, we don't want to mimic undisputed. Okay. I just never really, okay, Riho, she's bound to lose a match, right? She weighs 90 pounds, and people cheer her as if she was, like, the biggest concert star in the whole wide world. And not just size that's the fucking problem. It's the believability factor. Her versus Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose should have obliterated her. In my humble opinion, now that she's got the AEW Women's Championship, I don't know if that was such a wise ideal because you've got the okay. Jazz has already been champion before, and so has Awesome Kong. Britt Baker, not so sure about you, but um, a friend of mine likes her, but for different reasons. Now, here's what I'm going to say. You have Britt Baker as a potential star. That's not... Mm, no. Sticking her mandible claw. Well, it does have something to do with the gimmick. Okay, well... Explain... Why. She's doing a move... As a finish. Sticking her fingers down the gullet... So it just... Completely stops your breathing... And cuts off your passageway to... Look... Britt Baker is bland. She's boring. And the only reason, probably why WWE cut her as well, she doesn't. Is, Hi, I'm Britt Baker. She still kept her fucking name. Didn't change, didn't have to. Oh, um, Brandy Rhodes doing the whole Isla Dawn ripoff. Because my friend, Lady Lynn, said, Boy, you know, we did basically, you know, that she basically did an Irish ripoff. I cannot believe that that's what she got away with, is doing an Irish ripoff. Of Iowa Don, Irish ripoff. Hmm. Sorry. Was reading messages on Instagram and just happened to catch wind. So, uh, you know, somebody thinks of what I'm saying currently. It's like I've reviewed some of AEW's work. I've actually watched an entire episode of Dynamite. And to me, it's very reminiscent of WCW. Because, look, they started right off the bat. You know, they wanted to. Get people's attention. Well, Jericho and Sammy Guevara, it's like, well, why keep them separate? You know, you got to loop them together. Okay. So, you looped Santana and whatever. They basically bugged the Young Bucks still sitting down. Okay. I guess that's a good story because these two are feuding and... They said they accepted the challenge at full gear. Okay. What am I going to pick at? Well, I like the fact that there's another company and it's driving the competition into a frenzy with WWE and NXT. They took NXT off the network. Kind of had to if they wanted to compete. They said they're losing viewership. Let's take a look at that, by the way, shall we? Before I start rambling any further. Okay. Last week. Okay. 
NXT ratings. He says, okay, look, YWE's Triple H thinks NXT and AEW competed for ratings is a good thing for everybody. Okay, it says... Competition is a good, you know, is good for everybody. I think that it's hard for people to accept that. It's a funny thing that I don't consider that we're in rating in in this ratings war. To me, I put out the product we put out, and you know, if you if you said it was a Thursday night and it was comedies, you wouldn't go, oh my God, there's a comedy war going on. It's just the medium that we're in. Wednesday nights has become an important night in the business. Competition is good for everybody. But for me, with NXT week to week, bell to bell, I want to put on the best show we can. I want to create the best performers, the most intriguing personas and characters, and the best storylines and the best in-ring action. I think we do that. If they're just focused on that, that's all that matters, right? So, according to this, all the wrestling diamond came out ahead in the Wednesday Night War ratings battle against WWE NXT. So, meanwhile, NXT went from 790,000 viewers last week to 712,000. So, the numbers are dropping. The hype surrounding a brand new product helped AEW score 1.4 million viewers for its debut. So, it's supposed to just 891,000 for NXT at the same time. The first hour of NXT aired on the US Network for two weeks prior to dying was inaugural episode. NXT attracted 1.2 million viewers for its debut on the USA Network. So aside from reading numbers, you know what I think, folks? I can pick at things from NXT and AEW pretty much all night long, but I think we've got to go into logic, shall we? And uh, this, the following, folks, contains expletive language. Not like you haven't heard the F bomb before or the swearing. You know, to religious pop icons, you know. So it contains expletive language. If you have small children or children not suitable for this content, please put earmuffs on their phones or cotton swabs or cotton period in their ears because this language used during Off the Rails Uncensored is highly offensive and for mature audiences only. I do not own the rights to Nikki Cross's Glasgow Cross. If you use any likeness thereof of Off the Rails Uncensored show trademarked March 7, 2016, there's a good possibility that you the person involved, the persons involved, will be prosecuted in court and fined $45 for the use likeness of authorism and censor. Anyway, folks, I'm not responsible for anything that you uh, absorb from my brain. So, anyways, monkeys in the truck, hit my music, dig it. That was weak, dig it. Everyone has a flavor of ice cream. 
you don't believe me, go around asking ten random people what flavor of ice cream they like, and if they all happen to like the same, they are fucking boring. AEW's brought out the competition in WWE, and that's a good thing, as Hunter says. Now, he's not going to directly say, well, I think they do this better, I think we do this better. Because the old adage goes, focus on your own shit. You might be a little bit happier. So, as I watch both programs and I compare the side to side thing, you know, one has a lot of intriguing and cool things, you know, going on, all the razzle-dazzle of being able to say what you want, what's called, you know, freedom of expression, AEW, you know, they got a pay-per-view coming up called Full Gear. And the one match that I'm intrigued by, aside from Jericho Rhodes, I mean, tag teams, top to bottom, this card looks stacked. You know, as far as entertainment value goes. So, speaking of AEW Full Gear... Why don't we look at that briefly, and I'll give you my thoughts on exactly what's going to happen or what, you know, may happen. Because with AEW, you left guessing. Same with NXT. Now you're guessing on Monday Night Raw, which is a good thing. You know why? Because we haven't played the fucking guessing game in professional wrestling fandom in a while. We haven't done that since, well, the last time we had Monday Night Wars. Anyways, the full year card. You obviously know you're going to have the AEW championship match with Jericho and Cody Rhodes. You're going to have the AEW women's championship, Rio versus Emi Sakura, okay. AEW world tag team championship. SCU, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky versus Lucha Brothers versus Private Party. Hmm. Okay. Unsanctioned Lights Out match. Sean Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Young Bucks versus Santana Owen Ortiz. There, I finally got his name right. Hangman Adam Page versus Pac. And Britt Baker versus B. Priestley. Again, let's start from the bottom, shall we? Britt Baker... Versus B. Priestley could be a decent match. Don't know. Haven't seen it yet. So I'll make my judgment after I watch it on pay-per-view. Hangman Page versus Pac. Same thing. I cannot make a fucking judgment call, but all I can make is a prediction, and I am going to take my picks. B. Priestley, Pac, Young Bucks, Omega, maybe Moxley. I don't know. And out of the six-man, you know, for the... Three participants in this tag match. I'm going to go with SCU. Rio retains and Jericho retains. Those are my thought processes about those matches on AEW's card of full gear. It looks to be an interesting pay-per-view, folks. Because this Saturday, November 9th, in Baltimore, you're going to see two championship matches, three. It's going to be fairly interesting. I really want to see Moxley versus Omega. That's going to be fucking amazing. So, unsanctioned lights match is what it is. Lights out match. Holy fuck. You want to talk about, you know, amping up your fucking card? I mean, that's the one thing I'm going to talk to you about tonight, folks, is you speak, they listen. So, does that apply to AEW also, or do they just go based off of what you know was already planned out? Probably based off what they planned out, because I don't think anybody has influence on what people will do in a wrestling show as far as booking-wise goes. But it makes one wonder. You speak, they listen. It's a reprise from Monday, because I've been really kind of at odds with what's going on. Not really. In some instances, I'm at odds with, okay, the Rusev-Lana thing and the fact that NXT should have 
being involved in the last year's Survivor Series, but there was no AEW to give a swift kick to the ass to remind WWE. You need to entertain your fans. You need to entertain your fans. Otherwise, we're going to fall asleep during the three-hour programming. I don't know who's lobbying for these three hours, but Jesus Christ. Be thankful, folks, that AEW doesn't go up against WWE on Monday night. Why? Because then you have a clusterfuck to watch. You have Monday Night Football. You have various other shows that are on cable TV that compete with WWE Raw. It used to be WWE Raw was the show to watch, and it's turned back into the show to watch. Why, I might add, for those of you who think, well, I don't want to watch WWE, it's so predictable. Okay. If it's so predictable, then why do you tune in every week? Just say, well, AEW's better? No. As I yawn, you know, Monday Night Raw sometimes really just drags out a whole lot of confusion or it it drives up anger because certain characters get, you know, lambasted with a whole bunch of different shit that we can't, as fans, control. Maybe I should go back to Cyber Monday because... You get to pick the matches, you know, a lot of fun, a lot of interaction. But we're going a whole different route now with NXT and the invasion angles and this, that, the other. Some may say it's a crock of shit. Some may say NXT is going to get squashed. I beg to fucking differ. Because if you really paid attention, you know, to lately what's been going on, it may not happen on a main level just yet. They're teasing all the stars from NXT and bringing their asses to Maine so that they can get exposure because people were complaining about them not being able to tour with the rest of the group when it comes to, you know, wanting to go to the next level. You got Shayna Baszler and Becky. You want next level? I believe those three, Bailey, Baszler, and Lynch will definitely show the world exactly why they are the top dollar, you know, in order. They're the top dollars. They're the entertainment. They draw in viewers. Then you have rumors floating around about Tyson Fury wanting to face Lesnar at WrestleMania. Rumors. One shows up, the other one wins via a countout. Not a big fan. At all. Anyways, moving forward, I told you I was going to give my elaborate thoughts of uh, AEW. Why do most of them, you know, like, okay, Darby Allen, for example, or... I think of a good example. Why do most of them, or some of them, look like you guys just pulled them off the streets? Like, okay, MJF is cool. Cody Rhodes, definitely. First Jericho, okay. And you have Jack Hager. The rest of the inner circle looks like they just, you know, got off a diet and went on a Twinkie diet. No, not really. That doesn't make sense. Hmm. Some of the guys that AEW pulls up looks like they just pulled him from a nightclub and said, you guys look like you can fight. Sammy Guevara, private party, 
New Day ripoffs. No, not New Day ripoffs, man. I would say Harlem Heat. No, 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 no. I would say Street Profits meets Crime Time. And that's who Private Party reminds me of. Except for the fucking fact that they look like two guys that are skinny and don't get enough to eat. They are very talented, I guess, because they have a tag team championship match this Saturday. So, there's that. Then you have Dark Order. I mentioned this earlier in the show. To me, they look like a trodden-down version of the War Raiders, except for one wears a mask. And the other one just laughs when you're being tortured. So... Oh, yeah. Cody Rhodes comparing himself to a legend. Does he have that right? Sure. We'll go. We'll just go with it. Jericho. Hmm. I'm not going to put the championship on me. I'm going to let Guy go over. Did he ever say that, dude? I don't think so. And I think Chris would remember saying that. I think he said the young talent is so very talented, you know. They absorb what I teach them, you know, they absorb a lot of things. They will, you know, soak him up his information like a sponge. A good knowledge tree to learn under. Jake Hager, on the other hand, nice bodyguard, but what is, you know, what's the plan for you all if this plan falls through? You know, look, I think they have a story built up, built up for this Saturday. And you know why? Because you don't just go into a pay-per-view and say, okay, this guy's going to face this guy. Not how this shit works. There's got to be a democratic system in the back of the locker room saying, okay, today... Tonight, this is what's going to happen. I don't care. You get the job done, blah, blah, whatever. My true thoughts on AEW, like I said, I like this, you know, fact that they brought out the competition in WWE. However, however, how long do people think they can honestly last with the stuff that they do constantly in matches like blading, you doing unpredicted chair shots. Who knows? Okay. AEW just seems like a big company starting out, you know, like Columbia Records is still there, but eventually they got bought out. So that's my only thing, folks. I'm I'm just Hoping these great shows on Raw and SmackDown Live and NXT, you know, they hopefully get better. Analyze. Okay. I don't think Chris Jericho is anything like Hogan because, yes, he does things in a group, but the reason why I said it looks like NWO versus old WCW versus... Fido, you're asking me the question of whether, you know, this is going to keep up. I don't know. That's all up to Hunter and Vince and the other creative powers that be that say, can NXT and the rest of NXT's roster participate in tonight's show? I'm saying that it won't, but, you know, ever since then, you know, Hunter's been real cordial about the whole deal. About night becoming our... I'm talking football in the middle of wrestling. Sorry, folks. I'm a bit tired. But I will give you my opinion on both shows, and here's the thing. AEW has not been around as long as NXT. You've heard this spiel before. However, let me reiterate. AEW, the closest you not notice the symbolism behind AEW, they're not world championship wrestling. Because, you know, that's owned by some company. 
AEW's Dynamite, WCW Nitro, Inner Circle, New World Order Wrestling Brother. I can go on down the list. Britt Baker kind of reminds me of, well, Alundra Blaze. And that, you know, not sure if Omicron or Osicon want to hear it, but they need to do something. They need to do something to cultivate, you know, captivate attention for the women's division. And Britt Baker is not it. So Nyla Rose, Chaz, Awesome Kong, various other superstars on that roster should be part of elite system. But I don't know why they're not implementing more women. But anyways, you speak, they listen. I don't think most people grasp that sometimes, yes, they do, to input, you know, okay, what can we do to improve this show versus, God, this sucks, why don't we just excommunicate it the entire way through? Anyway, folks, so I've come to the conclusion that um, AEW... Comparatively speaking to WWE's NXT, I've said this multiple times. The writers that used to be in WWE are now in AEW. So I guess better writing produces better shows? Hmm, Is that what you're telling me? My gosh. That's the most fucking PG I've ever been in my whole life. Yeah, AEW's percentage-wise voter, you know, not voter, but their viewership was down 30%. So you can be the Fonzie Dondi wrestling show, but if your percentage goes down, it's not the demographic. It's the percentage, so they say. Well, I never ended a show this early. I don't think I'm going to start. I'm just going to go off the journal and say NXT kind of has to have undisputed air. They're like the cockroach you can't really step on. Their merchandise sells a shit ton. Their tactics, entering out of ring, get people's attention. So they're a good group. So you're asking me, what is the difference between AEW's pay-per-view and WWE's? I can tell you, man, I don't get off work till five ish. So four. If you want to message me further, dude, you can do so on the Wrestle Radio Network Facebook page, Wrestle and it's www.wrestleradionetwork forward slash Facebook dot com. Alright. Well folks, I've never closed up shop early. And I don't intend to do so now. NXT, to get my fucking point across, they do a good job of showing matches. Very seldom do you see an interview or a promo. I like the fact that the OC showed up tonight. You know, with AJ Styles, it's making things hella interesting for fans. But for the first time, got my second wit. For the first time, folks. I think I'm reliving kind of my childhood, except for instead of on Mondays, it's on Wednesdays. And Hunter just said, I think it's good for both after he just said what he said at all of them. He's like, you gotta go ahead and chant AE, you know, chant their name, and we'll outright own them in five years. And the war began after Cody smashed the likeness of Triple H's chair with a sledgehammer. Well, I think they could be friends, dude. I don't think business rivals necessarily negate the fact that their friendship could end I think that um, Hunter and Cody respect each other from a business point of view but do they like each other I don't think so any other questions send it to wrestle underscore radio that's wrestle underscore radio on Instagram that is so if you want to shoot me a message I'll answer your question as best I can 
there's one thing I'm going to pick up. So Tully Blanchard manages Sean Spears. You speak, they listen. Did they tell Tully Blanchard that you're not really supposed to move all over the apron like you have ADHD and you need Ritalin or some form of caffeine to calm your ass down? Because every time I watch, I cringe. Because wrestlers, some you know, they're supposed to be great managers, they're supposed to know what's good to do and what's not good to do. And one of the things that bugs the ever-living fuck out of me is I see him moving around all sides of the ring. And what facet does that help him as a manager? And then he's all over the place. And clotheslines people and gives punches. Boy, you know, trying to re-gimmick Ted DiBiase? I didn't know. Because that's what I see, especially when I watch Tilly Blanchard. I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm glad he did not interfere in any of the matches back in the day with Ric Flair and them. I mean, I know he interfered, but Jesus Christ, during the match, kind of a nightmare for that. So if I'm going to flip gears back to NXT, you have an all-women's war games. I don't know how crazy that shit's going to get, but I mean, if they have a cage surrounding two rings, I mean, last year it was the men and Pete Dunne basically completely owned that match and told the story from the get-go. So this year it's Rhea Ripley, <clears throat> Mia Yim, Keegan Knox. I don't think Dakota Kai made the cut, but I think, yeah, Candice LeRae. So Candice, part of the team, do do you start out the match with one-on-one. Then whoever team has the advantage, they get to enter in the ring at will, you know, every 30 seconds versus a minute. So the rules of war games are as follows. You try to escape the cage, your team gets disqualified. You know these rules. You saw them last year. You screenshotted them. You, you looked at them. You bought them drinks. Look. You can't buy rules drinks, but you can certainly buy drinks while watching this match. Why? Because it's going to be highly entertaining. So get yourself some popcorn, some nachos. Definitely not peanut butter, you know, peanut butter or Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I ever get back because it's root, root, root for this concept. If it doesn't go, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three, count you're out of the old wrestling match. Bottom thump. I love the fact that I I cannot guess who's going to win. That's all. That is all I ever wanted. So thank you, Hunter. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Chris. Some people, some people. I say that a lot. That gets annoying. That I say that catchphrase. Anyways. As I was saying, I'm off the rails uncensored right here in Brooklyn, New York. See, I'm McFoley did. Anyways, as I was saying, full gear this Saturday, ladies and germs. If you haven't already gotten the Bleacher Report live app, because for some weird reason, Fight Network says you're not, you just don't have this territory. Spend $50 just to get the pay per view. You know. Is it going to be well worth it? Is it going to be well worth it watching Survivor Series on WWE Network? I can guarantee you, yes, it will. I think both, man. Okay, Lyle, is it? Lyle, well, both pay-per-views, in my opinion, but, you know, they mean something. Otherwise, we, as podcasters, would not have anything to talk about. But I'm curious. We speak our opinions, and you actually listen that's what boggles my mind as of the moment because I'm sure they do listen to some of it and then turn the jargon off. Okay. Anyways, folks, I am going to call it a night after I spew my opinions even further. I think it is NXT's invasion of both Raw and SmackDown Live has made Raw and SmackDown Live, more hungry, better, um, 
well improved. I could find more words to describe this whole situation, but I'm not gonna. Okay? I believe both sides are doing a fantastic job of getting fans in. It's a matter of keeping them. So, that being said, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Time to go to sleep and get up and do work again. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, have a good day, night, or whatever. Dig it. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. It is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.